Welcome to Empower Dash 2021. My name is Ashley Turner and I am your podcast host who is a domestic violence survivor and is here to empower you to say fuck you to your adversity and go from being a survivor of your life to thriving in your life. So let's get straight into this shit. Welcome back to Empower Dash. Today's session I have two amazing women with me, both Darwin girls. So I love this. This is just full disclosure. There will be a lot of swearing during this podcast. This is just a heads up because this is just how we roll and we just we just keep it real on here. But really today's podcast episode is about body shaming. And I think this is such an important topic because social media and we've got so many women coming up about their own sort of sexual harassment things at work, in their personal lives, everything like that. And we've all had such different experiences and we're really going to be probably talking to it from a personal relationship point of view is what I get from the theme of ours, um, which is you already know, Olivia and I are domestic violence survivors. So we'll really touch on that sort of stuff for you guys today. But firstly, I just want to say good morning and welcome, Olivia. You're, this is your third time. You're a pro. So thank you for coming back. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the Virgin today with podcasting. We've got Alex, one of my besties. Welcome. Morning, ladies. How are we? <laughs> we are good. good we are ready for this. We have overcome all the tech issues this morning. There's about 10 minutes of bloopers I should have been recording. Unfortunately, I did it, but I'm sure there will be more. But really, I just want to get into straight into it with you girls. Olivia, first question, straight up the back, and a chuck at you because you're a pro. Can you talk us through some of your worst body shaming experiences that you've been through, just to paint the picture for everyone? Yeah. Um, so obviously, being a domestic violence relationship, it was obviously very um, emotional and like that side of it. So like my ex-husband would consistently always like if before I'd go out with the girls, he'd be like, surely you're not fucking wearing that. You look like such a slut, like da-da-da. And it got to the point where the first time I left him, he said to me, do you actually think anyone is ever going to love you with how skinny and disgusting you are? So... You know, like, he's just like, your skin and bones, it's disgusting. And fair's fair, like, I was at my skinniest point that I was at. Um, But one that I find the most interesting is my most recent, like, ex-boyfriend. I've gone through a massive shift in my body um, and I decided that I wanted to be the strongest version of myself rather than being the skinniest version, which meant that I needed to put on weight, um, which for anyone to accept the fact that your body is changing because you want to be stronger, putting on weight and watching your body change, it's really hard and challenging. So I was obviously starting to get uncomfortable, which you need to, to get to your ultimate goal. And for me, like I was literally like, we're still really good mates, um, me and my most recent ex. And anyway, I was just in the kitchen, just like come from the gym, like in my tights, everything like that. And anyway, I turned around and he goes, oh, geez, your ass has gotten huge. You wouldn't want it to get any bigger, would you? And I just turned around and I was like, fucking what? And (laughs) anyway, I was like, did I just fucking hear that correctly? And he goes, well, you wouldn't want it to get any bigger. Like, you're just going to look so out of proportion, aren't you? And I thought, I looked at him and I went, you're no fucking oil painting yourself, mate. <laughs> so, but then it made me start second guessing. Holy shit, like, is my ass getting too big? Am I going to be out of proportion? Like, I'm already uncomfortable with the fact that I've put on weight and my body is not what it used to be. And then I started going through all that process. So, you know, it's all very interesting. So they're probably like one of them that I like I think's funny because like I'm in a much better headspace and the other one not so much. So no. but it's as you said, there's all the emotional abuse and everything behind the scenes and then those just comments, little dags at you that you're just like, Oh and you really like, you know, as a woman you fucking overanalyze everything. You're like, Well, I don't look like her or the guy I'll, like, in relationships, the girls that they're sort of checking out and they're like, I don't look anything like that. 
Yeah, and then I second-guessed, like, what I was wearing, like, going through, like, oh, I don't want to wear that. Like, oh, what does my ass look like in these jeans? What do my legs look like? Uh, I've obviously started some of my clothes weren't fitting anymore, um, which is already a huge to try and overcome that and go and buy new clothes. And I'd be like, oh, you just feel shit. Like, yeah. it just yeah. took you back to that period. you spent so long trying to overcome and just fucking one comment can just destroy that in an instant. 100%. Now, Alex, I just want to go over to you. So what are some of the worst experiences that you have gone through with body shaming? Oh, I think every man I've ever dated. (laughs) I would like, I I wish that was a joke. Um, No, honestly, I used to have one ex that was Oh, just the epitome of every bad decision. But he would literally, so I, so I've pretty much done modeling most of my life or done some kind of bikini modeling or on stage stuff. So for me, having, you know, that perfect body has always been kind of a thing that I've aimed for. And I used to have a situation where he, whenever I would eat, would literally grab like the top of my pants so where you have like a muffin top and like and I I could grab you know a little bit everybody has skin he would literally grab that and be like mm, do you think you should really eat that and I would and then I'd say the thing with the second questioning I would then feel that oh maybe I shouldn't be eating it but I'm like but I love it you know what I mean and I was like well I don't feel because I, I I pretty much sit, sit between a size six to an eight so I'm not a huge person I'm five foot three, so I'm really tiny. So generally, I didn't feel like even when I had my bigger days that I was, you know, fat or tubby or anything like that. But he would literally grab at me, question me what I was eating, um, would be like, why are you not at the gym? If I if I wasn't at the gym, would be like, how many days a week have you been at the gym? And if I was like, oh, well, maybe only, I don't know, two this week, well, that's a bit lazy. Like all that hard work that you've put in is going to go like, you, you know, your body's not the best. Like, I've seen it better. So then, yeah, you just kind of start to really sit there and go, oh, well, I, then, then, I need, then you go into the gym for someone else, not for yourself. And everything starts to change. And he was really big on aesthetics. So um, I naturally, being quite small, have a petite frame. So I don't have the most voluptuous curves. And there was always comments through, you know, my life, not just from from boyfriends but from parents and stuff you know that I was smaller chested I didn't have the biggest you know rack in the world um and it got to a point that when I was with him he was constantly making comments like oh you know if you want to be modeling if you want to be this if you wanted that you need bigger boobs so and Ash knows this pretty well I did I went and got a boob job um I went from a b to an e so they're quite large now um and still wasn't happy you know, he still made comments, oh, they could have been bigger, like, oh, now you need an ass to match, now you need this. And it was just a constant situation. And I've always, with different men, had one one love, one thing, not another. I've been with exes that were into girls with asses and flat-chested. So then I wasn't going to fit then because now I've got fake boobs and a smaller, you know, bum. Um, and, yeah, and then I was with guys that, you know, wanted big boobs and then I was just – it was just constant and – Basically, yeah, he was the relationship that ruined my self-esteem because since then, you know, that was just, it was such so such a soul-sucking situation that now it's kind of like, well, when am I ever going to be enough, you mm. know? So there's been such a big thing around self-love for me. That's been something that I've been trying to tackle, so... There were so many moments where they're going to be screenshots of Olivia's in my face, like, what? Like, throughout that whole thing, I'm pretty sure we froze at one point with our face, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're grabbing your... Oh, fucking hell. Oh, yeah. It just yeah. makes me so angry because, as you said, Olivia, these guys aren't fucking Fabio, but they no. prance around like they fucking are and expect yeah. you to be some... But you want to know what, like, I find with the ones that are commented on me, they weren't the gym guys. They weren't the fit, like, six-pack ripped guys. Like, mm. as you said, like, you know, they yeah. said, like, and I didn't, like, oh, fuck me, Alex, when you said that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh. I was like, like, <laughs> like, like, we, like, um, 
Uh, me, me, actually, I this guy pretty well, actually. Um, he he wasn't a looker, like he didn't have a gorgeous face. Had a, started having a nice body towards the end because we were both doing um, WBFF and INBA uh, bikini like modeling and stuff. So I was doing bikini, he was doing the fitness side. And, and um, so, yeah, he did have a nice body. Freaking head on it, like just bag it. But let's, <laughs> you know, try and not body shame there. But um, yeah, for him, to, he would literally, like if we had a cheat night and I was sitting there eating pizza, he at one point took the pizza away. Like, you've had too many slices now. I've only had two. Would literally take food away from me because it, and because it wasn't, oh, yes. Like, Alex, did you feel like he was, like, starving you? Like, from did you, like, binge eat when he wasn't around? I binged it, uh, like, binge ate after the relationship. So, basically... Um, I pretty much got to my heaviest point after that relationship because I was just like, yeah, I was just, I was just so angry and I was like, I will eat what I want and I will, Mm. and I just started eating all the food that's not healthy for you, like pizza and burgers and everything now. And I still love those things, but I have them in, you know, um, you know, here and there, but it was just got to the point where I would just eat and eat and eat because I was just like, so damaged from it because, and now like even, even to the point now where, you know. I'm not particularly comfortable eating fattier foods around people that I don't know. Um, yeah, it was it was just yeah, it was a pretty shit situation in all honesty. You both have really great stories there. So that my next question is around how have these experiences like impacted you? And you've just really touched on it, your self-esteem, your confidence, everything like that, even your self-worth. And I know that because I'm your best friend. I fear it all. And if I could go back in time and punch him out, oh, mate, <laughs> I, could, I think Olivia was with me with a baseball bat. Like, I oh, would. Uh, you know. Yeah. It infuriates mm. you to hear that sort of stuff. But then I was in a domestic violent relationship copying the same thing. So it was like mm. I would rather you be safe and be treated like a princess, but I was getting treated like a piece of shit. So I can't really talk. But really when it comes to impact, Olivia and I, we've had the same experience with body dysmorphia and stuff like that. So I just wanted you to touch on that, Olivia. That's come mm-hmm. off the back of those experiences. Can you touch on that a little bit more? Like at the end of the day, like as Ash, like you and I have had this conversation on a number of occasions and like I'm sure, Alex, you'll probably be the same. Like I'll avoid mirrors. I will change my outfit at least 10 times. Like my room before I go out on a night out, I have pretty much gone through half of my wardrobe because either A, I look at my chest and I'm like, oh, I look like, oh, that's too booby or um you know like I'm the same as you Alex like I have a bigger chest for my frame so they definitely stand out more than and then you'd be like oh fuck I can't wear that bra with that because it just like really makes them sit up and you deliberately trying to attract attention and then you would like I will put on like I literally happily will admit I have about 30 pairs of jeans I will put on 10 of them before I go oh fuck well I'm going to go back to the second pair because I don't look as fat in those and then you'll see a photo from that night and you're just like, fuck me, I look huge. Like, mm-hmm. and that's like for me, like everyone else would be like, oh, you look so lean or da 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 da. And for me, like me looking at that a photo, I will absolutely rip it shreds, like, on what is wrong with it, why do I look like that. I was recently out with the girls and one of them like put a photo up and she was like, can you put this up for me and tag everyone? And I was like, yeah, sure. No worries. I deliberately didn't tag myself because I did not want to be associated with that photo because I thought I looked fat. And she said to me the next day, she goes, why don't you tag yourself in that photo? Like, <laughs> and I was like, she's like, is it because like you thought that you look fat? And I was like, yeah, I thought I looked like disgusting. Mm. So I didn't want anyone that was like on her social media to then like click onto mine and be like, like, and nobody probably gives a flying fuck, but your head and where you perceive your body to be, I expect more from how I look and how I thought I felt that night compared to how I looked in a photo. Very different. 100%. 100%. And that's what I go through all the bloody time. And there was a good example of um, 
when I went up to Darwin recently, we all went out for Alex's birthday. I had two dresses, and we're not going to comment on anything that happened that night because that's just out of bounds. But I had these two dresses on. One was more longer sleeve, but it was a little bit shorter because I've got a fucking ass and everything rides up. So that's like a first world problem for a girl that has an ass. You're like, fuck my life. Everything just goes, Ew. So I was like, okay, I can't wear that because everyone will be able to see what I ate for breakfast. Like, it's just not happening. And then there was this other dress, which was more booby. And I'm like you, I panic when it comes to boobs. When Alex, she's like, oh, hey, guys, look at my boobs. That's her thing. When I have a meltdown because of previous relationships with him saying, you look like a hoe, this, 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 and this. But I wore that one, even though I was having a fucking meltdown. And then some of the guys that were at her um, birthday were like, we are so proud of you for wearing that because we know you would be sitting there going, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, they just know how I've been, I guess, conditioned. Um, and they know all the trauma that I'm still sort of going through. So for them to yeah. just encourage me, I was like, thank you, I needed that. Yeah. But I was literally having a fucking meltdown on the inside. So I drank a lot of sangria to hide it at the time. <laughs> and but- she looks stunning. I just want to add that. Oh. Yeah, I've seen the photos, but that's so yeah, like uh, we can sit there and tell her how beautiful and incredible and yeah. everything like that. But internally, you're sitting there going, like, you're out of your comfort zone, and I'll 100%. put myself in outfits that I don't feel necessarily comfortable in because I think a way to start overcoming that is to have the confidence to go, okay, well, I'm going to step outside of this. I don't feel comfortable right now, but you've got to start taking those small steps to making that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And how about you, Alex, talking more about that? Though you've had, and we've talked about this a hundred times, some tragic red flags of relationships. And I'll be the first one. I'm on your panel for any future husbands or anything like that. I'm on the panel. Like you're on mine because I've got shit taste too. But... How have you really, I guess, how has it impacted you personally? Because it has, you've come out of that sort of relationship and then you've gone into other ones and it's been like a bit of a cycle with just yeah. eating at your confidence and that. How has it real? how have you, you know, got through that? Oh, it's, it, it really does become damaging. So like with a, from a food perspective, I'm not comfortable eating meals with a lot of people. So if you're a close friend, not a problem, I can eat. But you'll notice that I take really small bites. I really eat slowly. Um, And if I don't particularly know you or we're still getting to know each other, you'll tend to find that I don't eat my full meal. I probably eat like half the meal. Even if I'm hungry, I won't eat the full meal because it's like a perception thing that maybe you think that I'm eating too much. You know, and I've been and I've hung out with friends that have been like, "Are are you gonna keep eating? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just I'm just full like. Because you get to a point where you're like, I don't want to eat all of this and then look like I've just hoarded all this food. <laughs> so now I'm just like, nah, like I just, if I, I go out for dinners, I'm just like, nah, I'll eat all this. So I'm always hoping that if I'm with a partner or a friend, I can be like, oh, do you, do you want to finish this? Because then I don't feel bad because like people in the restaurants are always coming up to me going, oh, do you want to take this home? Would you like me to put this in a takeaway container? And I'm like, no, go, go away. No, go. <laughs> like I get really fun. I get really funny about food. Um, and then when it comes to just things I wear, like as Ash said, like I'm, I'm probably a bit more boob proud than both of you, but that's probably because I then use that as a distraction from the rest of the body. Just just like that's the one good thing I've got now. Don't look at my waist. Don't look at my ass. Don't look at my legs. Um, you know, I kind of just try to be like I can mesmerize you with my boobs. So pretty much for me now, like that is when I'm going out, especially on a night out for my birthday, I'm like, no one look at anything but my boobs because I just can't deal with the attention anywhere else because anything else I'm going to rip to shreds. You know, I'm not blessed with a beautiful booty. So I don't, uh, I don't want anyone looking back there, quite frankly. Um, so yeah, for me, if it's like, let's just distract people with, with boobs, let's, you know, let's like, I did tapas for my birthday purely because they are small sizing. It's shared plates. You can take what you want and no one's going to sit there and be like, oh, you're not eating enough or you're eating too much because nobody's noticing. So for me, doing things like tapas is always really good because then I don't feel judged for what I'm eating. 
Um, and you'll constantly see me when I'm eating, like I'm constantly touching my stomach. I'm constantly pulling my dress. Um, yeah, like I, I tend to not wear outfits or I'm constantly like pulling down on my shirt so that I feel like I'm covering the muffin top because I'm just so damaged from from people making comments. Um, yeah, so it is it is really hard because it kind of affects everything everything about your life and as Ash said like my self-confidence and my self-esteem if you had met me when I was a crazy 18 year old that literally thought she was God's gift to mankind and nothing was sounding in my way um I could have any man I wanted (laughs) to the person that I am now like it's almost it's almost sad because it gets to a point where now I would almost I don't really I don't really don't want to say the word beg but I almost like validate my own self-worth from other from from men's opinions you know so yeah it's quite sad but unfortunately yeah all that damage kind of really has a lasting effect and so many fucking women go through this like i bet you every single woman listening to this be like oh fuck yeah that's me here 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 and that's oh that's what breaks my heart is when men don't sometimes realize they probably do or they don't realize just one little thing about a woman's body you don't know the other shit that has happened behind the scene and what triggers could, you know, come up. So if someone said at your birthday anything to do with food, you would have had a fucking meltdown. If someone commented on my boobs that night out, I would have had a fucking meltdown. But people don't realise those types of things. So I really wanted to talk about more of a positive thing with your current body and everything now. How are guys like with you now? Because that was probably a few years ago for all of us going through all those types of experiences. What type of experiences or comments are you getting now from men? Like, are they positive still? Are they negative? And all of that. So I want to go with you first, Alex. How are you? Um, I, to be honest, I actually find that now that I'm probably, and I don't really want to say I'm the heaviest because I'm probably still not super heavy um, compared to what I have been, but you know, now I kind of find that now that I'm a little bit more accepting that I am getting, you know, almost 30, you know, we're going to have weight sitting in different areas. I now feel that I'm getting a bit more positive feedback in terms of, oh, you look like you look really healthy mm-hmm. or you look like um, like it, it's nice to see you with a softer tone. It's not necessarily I'm stick thin or I'm bony or I'm really lean and muscled. It's more like, oh, you know, you actually got a gorgeous body, you know, you you look healthy, you look happy. And that's what I'm, like, that's what I'm probably most proud about. Yes, probably I'm accepting a little bit of their opinions and comments as validation. But it's nice to know that the days I don't necessarily feel super toned and really lean, I can still put up a bikini photo and still get lots of people say, you're looking great, you're doing really well. And then for me to be like, you know what, I probably took 20 photos to get that photo on the right angle so that I felt really nice. But the fact that they just turned around and said, you actually look really happy in that photo. You look like you've got a really nice, you know, good coverage, etc. Like that actually for me is has been helping. I'm, I'm still not 100% comfortable and I'm not 100% happy, but um, acceptance is starting to come through a bit more now. So... <laughs> Finally, it's only taking you 30 years, but we're getting there. Progress. Hey, slow. Like the never. Yeah. Olivia, how about you? Well, I don't know. Like, mine's pretty mixed. Like, um, you'll find, I find some guys like, oh, like, you don't want to get too fit and too muscly. And and I'm like, fuck. Like, and then you have like other guys that will be like, fuck, you look good, like your boobs, your ass, your this and that. But no matter which way I go, I I don't care what you fucking have to say. It is still not going to change what's happening in my head. Like I had one guy that was like, oh, you're the fittest, like hottest, like attractivest thing like I've ever, like, touched, been with. And I was all I thought is, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> so, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you can't yeah. please everyone, can you? Like, yeah. just got to please yourself, I guess. Oh. I don't know about you, ladies. Do you find that when you get comments from people that you don't necessarily have a relationship with, that their comments, like, they can say those kind of comments to you, like, you're the most amazing thing ever, and you kind of just shrug it off? But if it was from someone 
close to you, that you care about, everything they say is gospel. Oh, and Ash, I'll let you answer it, or do you want me to? I'm not very good at compliments altogether. Like, that, that's because I've never really received compliments in that domestic violence relationship. And that's so I've sort of, I just brush it off like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But then I've gone through this point of fixing myself or trying to remove myself from validation from men to the point where I won't even acknowledge anything they're fucking saying to me. So I've probably gone a bit too far. Uh, now I need to reel it in. So when I got compliments for your birthday from like the, the guys, I was like, oh my God, shut the fuck up, you're lying, kind of thing, like Olivia. But then I was like, you know what, actually? And then one of them was like, can you just say yes and thank you? And I was like, I did hear yes that. And thank you. Like, I had this attitude of sass about it. But it was a good wake up to call, go, okay, Ashley, you sound so negative when you're like, yeah, cool, whatever. So I was like, no, I'm going to take it in. But it's hard to take it in how about you Liv yeah I'm probably a more ash on this one like um like I'll get a compliment and I'll be like I'll be like uh, I don't know how to deal with it or if it comes from like a friend like one of my girlfriends we were at the gym yesterday and she goes geez you're looking lean like you're trimming up a bit and I was like oh yeah thanks like I've been heaps better with my food like not binging on chocolate behind closed doors um but honestly if I hear it from a guy is all I think is you just want to either have sex with me or you're full of shit it's as simple as that like I don't think there's I don't feel like a guy has been like no intention behind it or anything like that like I just have this assumption that it's one or the other you're either a liar or you just want a quick route like yeah which yeah. is in a great space to be in but unfortunately that's the experience sort of that I've come across that that's sort of how it's gone so yeah based on our yeah. experiences and stuff like that yeah 100% yeah. I agree with you because we're able people that damage we're still healing we're still we've, we've had a lot of shit go on that we don't trust everyone's words and intentions 100 percent and i get that my next question was around body shaming from women like have you had any experiences where women have body shamed you and i know you both pulled this little evil eye face like this bitch like that was the face that you just pulled because sometimes women can be worse and i hate it because i like supporting all women but sometimes we are so fucking nasty and I'm like, why are you even sharing your opinion? Like, shut the fuck up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, Alex, I'll go with you first. What experiences have you had with women shaming you? Oh, God. I've had it I've had it in two different areas. So I've had it in work and then I've had it in modelling, which is quite funny, actually, because we should really be supporting each other and not ripping each other to pieces. But probably the one that I gave you the evil eye for was um, I started a new job and it, like I work in uh, building and construction and um, I came on as procurement and I went in and, you know, you dress smart, you dress to impress and they're all wearing polo shirts and, um, you know, sports like active wear pants and they're not really like dressed to impress. They're just there to get a job done and that's fine. Like I respect that. But for me, if I dress nice, I feel nice. So I think we were on day one, maybe day two. And um, she was a she was a bigger, older lady, um, very, like, just angry at the world. So me coming in potentially because she was doing the role and another role, I've come in, I'm younger, I'm small. Back at the then I was, like, platinum blonde. I'm wearing, like, a tight little pencil skirt and looking really, you know, posh. And she just looked at me and she's like, we work with tradies. We're in the building construction industry. This is not a brothel. And this is day two of my job. And I've just turned and I was like, okay. Like, I just didn't know what to say in that. I just, I was like, I didn't expect an older lady to turn around and just rip me straight up. I was just like, wow, okay. Um, so then literally, no joke, the next day I'm in a polo shirt and jeans because I was like, this is just, I can't deal with that. That's just horrible um and it changed like that whole working experience working with her to be honest was terrible um she was the reason I left in the end because it just never stopped um it was always I was too friendly with customers and and you know you're flirting I was like okay 
back enough. Um, but yeah, and then with modeling, you know, that's a constant battle. You know, you're never good enough in modeling. There's there is um, an expectation of what you should look like. And I did the glamour side of it. So it was all a lot of bikini lingerie stuff. And, you know, there are girls in there that definitely do lift you up. The, the industry isn't bad. Like there's definitely women in there that are just like, yeah, flaunt what you've got, love what you've got. And then you've got the, the girls that give you the side eye that don't help you when you need things adjusting that will look at you and be like, oh, you should have got a size bigger because you're kind of like, it's kind of cutting in a little bit. Or, you know, oh, um, did you like pad your bra? Like they're, they're not real, are they? And, you know, just snarky comments. And then you're just like, okay, thanks. Or they go out there and they're like, they'll, for, for modeling comps when you do them in, you know, club comps when I was, when I was younger and I was doing them all in the nightclubs. You know, you go to walk on stage and they'd be like, you know, watch this and make comments and they'd walk out on stage and flaunt it and then look at you when they do a slut drop or something. And then you're like, you go out there feeling instantly intimidated going, I'm about to walk in front of, yeah, fair enough, they're all drunk and probably do not care. But you're about to walk out in front of all these people. The girlfriends girlfriends in the crowd are going to be evil-eyeing you. And then you've got these women that, you know, you're on stage with that just want to see you trip and fall. <laughs> you know, they just like they've not helped you in the changing room, and then you're walking out, and they just yeah, it's it's just horrible. So to be honest, yeah, women. As much as I say men are bad in terms of telling us what to do, women when we should be lifting each other up because we all have different bodies and we all go through this, seems to ta- take each other on just as much. So, mm-hmm. Liv, what experiences have you had? Oh. <laughs> Picking one, radio. Um, probably I'd say mine would be most recently um, at a Christmas party. Um, I was wearing a dress that was v-neck, so like my boobs were prominent. It was short, um, and then it didn't have like a back on it. So you know when like you're always having your head, you're just like, nah, you're either legs. boobs you can't do both well unfortunately I was doing both but I went well this dress came online there's no turning back it is what it is and um one of them said to me geez your dress is a bit short don't you think and then I thought here we go and then a few like which were none of them were like holy shit I didn't realize your boobs were like that but my first instance was like I'm at a work event this is not the comments that I want to be getting like and then I thought oh well drinks it is (laughs) I don't know like yeah there's just different ways that I don't know you can handle it and uh, I just went with that option instead so mm. Uh, yeah, you see it like, obviously I haven't experienced it heaps on social media, but you see all those posts where people are just so fucking nasty and you just go through and it's always women going, you're a whore, you're a slut, you're this, we're close. And you're like, why are you even commenting? Like, what gives you the right to think that's okay? I just, you yeah, might either way, it, uh-huh. but you don't I, say it. I just sit there and I'm like, either way, like, for someone to call you a slut because of the way you dress, how I dress doesn't determine who I allow to touch my body mm. and who I choose to be intimate with. How I dress does not reflect the intimate actions that I do. So under what grounds did we start that if I want to dress a bit sexier, that all of a sudden it's like, is the hoe walking in? Like. Yeah. Prime yeah. example for you, Alex, like wearing a pencil skirt. I'm sorry. I would have thought that, like, in my opinion, wearing some active tights, which are showing everything at work, would be a little more instead of wearing a pencil skirt that generally yeah. there's not, like, yes, then generally tight, but there's not that huge, like, see everything here's my legs here's my ass here's everything yeah. right on show so it's, it's a professional environment too you want to dress smart you know you're ultimately doing procurement you're meeting with with suppliers you you well, you want to make a good impression i don't want to be there in a polo shirt and some shitty jeans or some you know activewear tights or whatever and not have that good impression that i know what i'm doing well you want to look professional is what you try yeah. like say and 
Oh, yeah, anyway, that one fucking blew my mind. <laughs> We're just getting a wound up. We love this. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's interesting to hear all our different experiences. And you sort of touched on the workplace as well. I've experienced so much workplace, and that will be just because I've got an ass. So anything I fucking wear, if it's jeans or a pencil skirt, mate, I will get ripped on to be like, oh, look at her flaunting ass. I'm like, you're just jealous that I've got one, so fuck off. Like, that's my thing now. I'm just like, whatever. Just because you haven't got one, you do you. Fuck off. Yeah. To the point where I was told that I was not allowed to wear high knee, like, boots anymore. When fucking everyone wears them at work, everyone during winter, I'm not allowed to because I'm too sexy. And then one of my work colleagues was wearing them on purpose, and she's just like, well, does that mean I'm not sexy? Like, <laughs> just like taking the piss. But I was like, out of everyone I got picked on compared yeah. to all of them. But I was like, you know what? You fucking miserable mould. You do you then. If you're so insecure and you're just projecting all that shit onto me, I'm like, well, I'll take that as a fucking compliment then. So I was like, you're welcome. Thank you. I won't wear it. But it pisses you off to go, what I'm wearing has nothing to do with my fucking performance and my outfit yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But you will say, oh, because you're a good-looking woman. And I've had managers, I've had good fucking managers say, look, Ashley, I fucking hate it, but people look at you because of your looks and go, mm. hmm, she's only getting that way because how she looks and how she dresses or she's probably sleeping with him. And he, he like the, the boss I was talking to, he's like, it makes me fucking wild that you've got comments like that happening, but he's like, you can't do anything about it. Because it's just the culture. So I'm like, what, a pretty woman that has brains and actually can perform well is automatically slut-shamed or since she's sleeping with someone because she's doing well. I'm like, fuck you all. Well, Lisa, we'll go down a different path here. I was um, talking to this guy just before we went on, like, our first date. And anyway, on my first date with him, the first thing that he said to me is, you are either going to be as dumb as a bar stool because no woman can be attractive, intelligent, fit, and not be crazy. So if you can hit all of them, and my response was, I guess I'm a fucking unicorn, mate. Like, <laughs> so I was oh. like, you've already judged me on my intelligence or Same. lack of because of how I look. And both of you are nodding going, yeah, that's happened to me. But then, like, I jokingly, I went on another date with a guy and I said, oh, how's this? Like, because we were going down bad date stories and stuff and we were having a laugh about, like, whatnot. And anyway, the first thing he said to me is, yeah, the blokes talk about that stuff all the time. And I'm like, all right, so it's not just one idiot. There's many of you. <laughs> and he's like, I don't judge you, like, whatnot. He's like, don't put me in that category. But, yeah, like... I've been involved in the conversations where the boys are talking about it and you're just like, mm, I don't know, but, like, I don't sit there and go, oh, geez, that guy's hot. He's going to be fucking dumb. Here we go. Yeah, you can't be like, oh, you can't fix it, you know, you can't change a light bulb, can't be good looking, can't go to the gym and be a nice personality. God, phew. Unicorns, yeah. mate, unicorns. Yeah. There's a few, un- I'm surrounded by bloody unicorns, I can tell you that much, like. <laughs> they must be blind because they are not seeing the unicorns I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Next question for you girls is around really that self-love sort of healing. And you've sort of touched on it already, Alex. We've gone through all this shit. You've got to heal or you're going to attract more shit into your life or you're just going to get yourself, you know, going back into a relationship like that. So, and I know this is hard because we're all still work, working through this, but can you share some tips or some what you guys have been doing to stop, I guess, putting your body down or stop listening to those horrible comments to base it on your worth kind of thing? Like what are we all sort of doing? So, Liv, I'll go with you first. Yep. <laughs> um, for me, like my biggest thing is I – have to get myself out of my comfort zone for me to grow and heal. Um, so for me, it's I'll buy clothes that 
like when I was with my ex, I was like, geez, I would love to wear clothes like that. Like I would love that instead of like going out on the town and I'd be in a T-shirt and jeans. Like I would love to be wearing that cute little mini skirt with a cute top and stuff like that. So I started buying clothes that would make me uncomfortable and make me sort of sit outside of my comfort zone so that it allows me to grow. And then I go, okay, well, I wore that. So and either I got compliments or I didn't but internally I'm going okay well I lived outside my comfort zone for so for me that's a big step but um a second one for me which I'm sure will go down a path in a second on anyway but I unfollowed everyone that unrealistic on social media influences because I went I was comparing my body to someone that is a full-time PT or a model or this and that. I'm never going to look like that. Mm -hmm. I'm realistic. And I went, but is all I'm doing is comparing myself to that. And the best way I knew how was just to start unfollowing all of the things like, and the people that I felt and, you know, I've been going to the gym and I have met some incredible people, women, men, everything like that, and really like honed in on these great friends and it's amazing how far you come because instead of them being like, they'll be like, fuck, you are killing it, like strong girl, like or this and that, and it definitely changes your perspective on how you're feeling internally and I'm a big one, just stay the fuck in your own lane and stop worrying about what's on the outside and I can only control. If I'm feeling bigger, well, guess what? The only person that has been binging on that chocolate that has made me blow to the shit is me. So I fix that and I start feeling better or, you know, vice versa. So it's all internally and you've got to make those choices that you want to grow and you want to overcome them and start living outside of your comfort zone. I'm going to say I'm so proud of you from our first podcast to you now it has changed so much. Wow why is she even on this podcast right now holy crap wow. If you like listen like months ago however long it was go to now you fucking change your perception and your perspective so much like proud moment yeah. right there like i know so what so we much. recorded our first podcast what eight months ago and i yeah. probably could have fucking cried when i was talking about my body image and how yeah. i felt and everything like that so 100%. my mind and how far like i've come has been extraordinary and that's not without not having professional help or overcoming or spending a lot of time self-reflecting and fuck me Alex like after this first podcast comes out you go through all of these emotions and suddenly you're like okay like it's not so bad like I kept my domestic violence story because internally unless you were the closest person to me which is generally my family um and I would keep it internally because I was so ashamed of it and I would never talk about it but now like I'm just like no like it's okay to feel these things and it's okay you're not alone and the reason we start overcoming these things is because we realize that me talking about it has brought out so many other like friends and everything like that male or female that have actually gone through similar experiences from them a listening to my podcast or me actually openly talking about it and I think the more you talk about it, the more comfortable you get with it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so proud of her. Look at <laughs> oh, I'm in awe. That was brilliant. Oh, look at what her. a moment. You see, because you said it on the other episode um, when we were with Emma. Yeah. And that's actually coming up to the domestic violence one. And you're like, oh, my God, she's amazing. I wish I was her. And I'm sitting there going, bitch, you are her. You just don't see it yet. Like, you're doing so well, girl. Oh, we recorded that a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah, just. The steps, and in no way, shape, or form do I not have those days and internally go, fuck, I feel like shit, I look like shit, and everything like that. But last week, 
I got gastro. I didn't eat for three, four days. Like I was crook as a dog. And I looked at my body at the other side of gastro after not fueling it and I felt weak. I looked at myself in the mirror and I went, I am so skinny. I look so gross. Like I've lost shape. I've lost these things that I've worked so hard on creating. And my first thing was, where's my food? Like, let's get this body happening again. So, you know, but I went down the path of like, I would have been not even as skinny as I used to be just after recovering from gastric because there was nothing left of me. And the first thing, like, I looked and I went, I was skinnier than this thinking I was fat. Mm. Uh-huh. That realisation right. is huge. Bloody oath it is. Mm. Alex, how about you with your sort of healing and self-love journey and everything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, as you know, I'm still kind of going through a lot of uh, trying to improve my self-love and confidence and self-esteem because, you know, that's still a lot of uh, damage is still there. But, look, I think for me now, um, kind of how you said, Olivia, with like unrealistic expectations and looking at people that just you're never going to be, I did very something similar. So I kind of went through and removed all the fitness models because I used to follow hundreds and I went and removed all of them, all of the Chanel models, all of the all of the lingerie models. I just went and removed so many of them because I was just like, I'm not that tall. I don't have those long legs. I'm never going to have that, that really hourglass shape. So I kind of removed all of that. But for me, um, like I'm not comfortable with affirmations um that's been something that has been a bit of a work in progress with me I remember the first time I sat in front of the mirror and I was trying to tell myself I'm beautiful like I'm strong and I would just cry because I'm just like I don't believe anything that I'm saying right now I'm like this is pointless and you know Ash was sitting there going like you've, you've got to keep doing it you've got to keep telling yourself and um I think like after about a week I could look in the mirror and I could actually be like you know, go you good thing. Like you are beautiful. You are perfectly imperfect. Like you have the best smile. Like, you know, and now by saying those things and doing affirmations and doing manifestations, and this is all like a very recent thing for me, I'm actually just happy to go, you know what? I've got a body. It works. It does everything that I need it to do. It's got scars. It's got bruises. It's mentally, physically damaged in whatever ways it is but it's mine and I only get it. I only get one. I only get one body and then why should I sit there and go, oh, she's got nicer legs. And Yeah, do you know what she does? Tell her, you've got beautiful legs. But you know what? Don't take away from the fact that I have legs because some mm. other people don't have legs and that's been a huge thing for me is just accepting what I've got that other people don't have and would want and going, I love the skin that I'm in regardless of the days that I'm breaking out and having a panic attack because I look like a pizza to days where I'm bloated or, you know, just feeling really down. Yeah, sometimes I don't want to go to the gym. Honestly, I would rather not because I don't enjoy it because it was a form of abuse for me. Um, it's gotten to a point now where horse riding is a way for me to be physically active, keep my body in check. And now with that purpose of horse riding, that it gives me a purpose to go, okay, well, my body needs to be strong. My body needs to be nimble. My body needs to do this. And now being able to stand in the mirror and go, I can do all of that and use the affirmations that I've never, ever used before and believe them. I think like people who don't do affirmations and people who don't look in the mirror and say nice things to themselves, I honestly was a huge skeptic. I'm like, this is just blah. like who stands in front of the mirror and goes, oh, you're so pretty. Like I was like, no, nah, I can't do that. That's, that's cringeworthy. But actually now... I'll be driving in the car around with for work, going between meetings, and I'll have music playing, and then and I listen to a lot of like, you know, uh, probably a lot of kind of sassier songs that are all about like self love and look at me go, and you know, I'll look at myself in the rearview mirror and go and look at myself and kind of wink at myself or smile at myself, and I just I can't emphasize enough of just actually spending the time with yourself love yourself sit there and, and look at yourself and actually really really look don't just go oh my eyebrows are a bit wonky I need to pluck there or you know what I mean like to, to actually sit there and go I, I've got nice skin some people don't 
you know what, my my hair's looking stronger. You know, my body looks stronger. As you said, you know, you looked in the mirror after being having gastro and you're like, God, I'm skinny. But then you're like, I need to go get food because you know what body your body can look like. You know, you're accepting like things can change and your body's going to go through things and my body goes through things. But now I'm just looking at my body going, you know what, I actually really just like what I'm seeing now. And it's taken a long time and still I and I and I still take validation from others. Like I still I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic and I run towards red flags. Woo, like a bullfighter in a pen. <laughs> but but as much as you two don't take compliments, I I I do I really do like them because for mm. me, as much as I used to hang on every word, like I used to just everything a bloke would say to me, positive, negative, I would hang on to it. When now I can quite easily take the compliment, thank them for it, um, and then just box it. Like, it's there, it was appreciated, it was taken, but it it doesn't validate me now. I'm starting to really accept that, you know, people's words are words. But if it's not coming from people that I actually genuinely care about or it's not people that have my best interest in mind or from myself, it doesn't mean shit. Because he oh goes back. I know. Ben, you've gone so far. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hang on. Was that a girl that just said I shouldn't have been on this podcast? Is that Minky? Yeah. Look at this bitch. <laughs> Look at him. Oh. But honestly, I, I relate to both of your things as well. And a great point you uh, made, Alex, was accepting your body for what it is. Because it will change. And, you know, we've, we've had babies live, so we know your body changes. I was a stick figure as I would say before I had a baby and then all of a sudden I had hips and now I'm going towards my 30s and now my ass has decided hey we've got one now and I'm like what is going on but you just gotta, as much as I was having a meltdown going oh my god I'm not really like a size 6 to 8 I'm more like an 8 to 10 now I've had a meltdown over the last sort of year or so with this thing growing out of nowhere and I'm like you know what I'm just going to accept that this is my body now I can't fucking control it if I want to do what it's doing I will fuel it properly, but you just, I don't know, it's, and then you just accept it, like little things like um, your scar, I don't know if you had a cesarean, but I've always been self-conscious about my cesarean scar, like, like oh my gosh, there's a scar there, everything like that, but then for someone to go, it's the most beautiful part of you, you gave a, like a baby to it kind of thing, you're like, what is this compliment? But yes, you're fucking right. There's a baby that came out of it. That's why I have a fucking scar. So there's little things like that you've got to remember about your body as well. It's a journey. It's not going to stay the fucking same. We wish that we could scan a body and have it, but that's not life. Life is about change. Your body's about change as well. And you grow. And you've both grown. So look at you two. Just there you go. Got some little teasers I've got right there. Light bulb moments. My last question for you, because we have literally been gas bagging, and I'm pretty sure we could do it for the next sort of two hours, is... What would be your final sort of tips or advice for any woman that's struggling like us, that's been through maybe like a toxic relationship, had those negative like comments thrown at her, or she's doing that to herself as well, pulling herself down? What would be your advice to them? So, Liv, I'll go with you first. My biggest advice is, like you know I look at one of like my best friends in the world and she is one of the most beautifulest people internally and externally and she is one that anytime you make a compliment that she looks good it will be reversed with uh, what's wrong um and whatnot and she'll be like I'm fat and this and that and you're like no matter who you are, what you are, what you look like, I can guarantee you someone would fucking trade you in a second, in a heartbeat. You may not believe it or not, but you are someone else's goal that you have no idea about, whether it's at the gym or the workplace or one of your friends would wish that they had a body like you or they looked like you or they had your smile or this and that. Like I can sit there and I can tell you exactly which body parts of like my friends I would love to steal and just have myself or same as someone famous. But surround yourself with people that are supportive, that are going to, if someone compliments you as much as Ash and I are going to fucking cringe at this, just say thank you. Like 
Um, and secondly, honestly, social media. Mate, I can show you my body in five different angles and it can look like it's got a six-pack. It can look like I am so bloated. I can make myself – any lighting in the world can make you look a certain way. Do not under any circumstances think that how someone looks on social media – because I can tell you right now, those girls that are wearing crop tops out and about when a photo comes – their posture is straightening up and they are trying to make those abs pop like and they are flexing for that photo um but I can tell you right now that's not how they look walking around and I'm the same I will do exactly the same thing um and it doesn't matter who you are someone will always have a struggle and be walking down a path that either you've already been in or you're gonna go down because and, you know, Ash and I, we've had our babies and I can tell you right now that was one of the biggest things, watching my body change and I've got these hips and this and that and my sister, she is so beautiful and she's just had a baby and, you know, didn't have the birth plan she wanted and she had a cesarean um, emergency and the first thing I'll always say to her, your body is not going to bounce back. The most important thing that you need to remember is, you and that little boy are safe and you grew a fucking human. Like it took nine months. Like you cannot expect your body just to click on back to how it did. There are some people out there that do and it's freaky, but the rest of us everyday humans, it takes time and everyone has a different birthing experience and a different how you carried and everything like that. We're all going to look different and, we're going to recover differently and all of that. So, you know, whether you're male, female or whatnot, just listen to your own body and just stay in your own path and just be mindful of the compliments that you do make because saying someone looks skinny may be them thinking they look like skin and bones. You saying that someone, their ass is getting big for Ash would make her go, oh, okay, awesome, here we go. Like I'm getting compliments about my ass that I'm already insecure about. And like for you, Alex, exactly the same. Don't fucking comment on my ass like because it's sore points. We just don't know. And just be mindful of the compliments like you do make, which is shit. Like I've gone down a path of being like, oh, you look you look beautiful today or and then I think fuck if I just said today does that mean that like they all now then think do I look shit every other day like is only today like I look beautiful and then like I'll start second guessing the compliments that I've given <laughs> I don't know whether you guys are the same <laughs> like so anyway juggling act good advice I love all those points how about you Alex yeah I probably with the whole social media thing I definitely agree with Olivia like I think you need to to understand that people take about 20 photos to put one. I know that I uh, used to be really bad for that. I had a face tune up and I could like get rid of every blemish you wanted to. Um, where now I'm just kind of like, no, I'll take one or two. And if I don't like it, then either don't post it or post it and just accept that that is what you've got. You know what I mean? Because as you said, you're someone else's goals. Um, whether or not it be because you've just got legs and you can walk or whether or not you've just got you know, a clear complexion, someone might not have that. So it's always just being, I guess for me, my biggest advice is just gratefulness. Just be grateful. Grateful that you actually are breathing. Grateful that you're you're living each day to to do the best that you can. Um, and I guess another piece of advice is the affirmations and spend some time looking in the mirror because it is a hard thing. I'm going to almost get choked up thinking about it. It is a hard thing to sit in front of a mirror, look yourself dead in the eyes for a decent 10 minutes and say to yourself that you're beautiful. Like, it is, oh, getting all, getting all choked up. Like, honestly, it is such a experience because you don't say it to yourself. You rely on other people to say it. Or you say it in like, oh, yeah, no, I'm beautiful, like, you, you kind of just pass it off, but you don't actually sit there and accept that that's you actually are beautiful. There are so many different people on this planet, and we look completely different. Not unless you're in like identical twin. Like there's no one else in this world that looks like you or has the same body as you or has has been through the same journeys. So just yeah, love yourself. Like just take that time to really just look at yourself and say, 
yeah, there's things that I don't particularly like and there's things that I've got to work on, but don't think of it. Name the top five things about yourself each day that you love. That's what I've started doing. I love my smile today. I love my skin today. I love I look more tan today. You know, whatever it may be that lifts you up, I think that's that's probably my biggest thing because I think that's been the most eye-opening experience for me um, because, as I said, for the first week I cried doing it and now it's it's the only thing that kind of, uh, yeah, now it's the one thing that I do to keep myself smiling because now it actually makes me realise that I am beautiful without anybody else's validation. Alex, um, I will happily give you credit for that because that would be literally my worst nightmare, looking in the mirror for longer than just quickly whacking me makeup on for five minutes. So, yeah, yeah like, well done to you to overcome that because that is literally something, like, I don't believe I could do. It, honestly, I just bawled my eyes out for the first for the first week every day doing it because I was just like, I don't believe myself. I was just like, this is pointless. Ashley kept telling me, like, you have to keep doing it. Like you have to keep saying it every day. Like, and it really took a while to to actually start believing it. So, but nothing will change until you change. What have we heard? <laughs> I'm glad you're listening. <laughs> yeah, for my uh, my mentor over there. I'm great. I think my last those things as well like when you go out I prefer to show my legs over my boots because I like my legs over the whole issues that I've got with displaying my sort of cleavage area because they're like oh hey but play to that like work your body around what you like as well if you don't like your arms hide them but then flaunt your legs kind of thing like work with that that's a good strength as well but there's two key things to anyone that are in a toxic relationship right now or they're just yeah they've just got that nasty person in their head trying to pull them down and number one is there's a quote that says nothing in life means anything until you apply meaning to it meaning their opinions fucking anything in this world actually means nothing it's you that's applying that meaning to you so if there's a nasty person in your life saying horrible things you get to choose how you respond to that. And I think that's fucking powerful. And that's honestly helped me over the years through my own domestic violence experience, 100%. You're in fucking control of you, which is the most empowering thing you can ever learn about yourself through your journey. And to remove people that disrespect you and don't know your worth. So if you've got an asshole boyfriend or partner or girlfriend whoever it is that you're loving right now that does not respect your body and treat you like a fucking goddess fuck them off okay you don't need that you don't have time for that they don't deserve you they can't respect it themselves that's something i've learned over the years as well and i'm sure Liv and alex can basically attest to that as well from our experiences but honestly I have loved this episode. I wish we had one so that we could sit here and talk about this and all our bad experiences. Maybe another episode should be bad dating experiences. I like that topic that you use, Olivia, at your date. That should be a good podcast. Yep. Well, no, I'm the, the tick off the iceberg. All my friends, I've stopped dating and um, all of my friends are like, can you go on the dating scene and bloody miss these funny stories that yeah. you have? I love so, it. I want to be in the chat now. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure between the, oh, well, Ash, you're out because you know, haven't been dating for years. I have been dating for a few years, yeah. But Alex, oh. I can definitely, by the sounds of it, take the oh. punch of this combo. So. Yeah. yeah. And then, well, then we should have a follow-up one of uh, of all the red flags and how you can definitely oh. not avoid them. Well, it's interesting. It's really funny. I was talking to a girl um, recently and we went, why is it that guys with red flags seem to be hotter and we're drawn to them than the nice, like, guy? Like, what is it? Uh, I just like the colour red, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some red kitchen appliances. I know, I'm drawn. I'm drawn to it. <laughs> we talked about this recently, didn't we, Alex? We established oh. we've got red flags, which we need to avoid. Then you've got the orange flag. Right. That's what girls should go for. They look like the baby, the bad boy, but they're actually sweethearts. We mm. need an orange flag because the green flag is like the nice guys. 
that look nice and girls tend to avoid the green flag because it's like a no. So you need in between. You need like in between an orange flag. No red flags. I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't found any orange ones yet. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> um, once I get back on the dating scene, I've got a few bad um, topics behind me. So. <laughs> Oh, oh, right to recharge. And Alex has had some fucking shockers that she can talk to. Oh, Love. my God. And, um, and you know, someone that we both know, um, Ali, um, Ashley, is, um, yeah, she's currently on the dating scene and uh, she's been filling me in over the last couple of weeks. Oh, it puts me off. Oh, she's just having every every single bad Tinder date you could possibly imagine at the moment. Oh, and just stay the fuck off Tinder. I'm banned from Tinder anyway, so that helps life. <laughs> oh, just... oh my god, you're banned. That's okay. I'm gonna stop this recording and I need to understand this. Firstly, <laughs> I want to say thank you for taking this session. I've loved this episode, and we're definitely gonna have to do another one about red flags because you girls are gonna be like the CEO of this fucking conversation <laughs> from your experiences. But honestly, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Thank you for being you, staying true to who you are and wanting to change your life and taking action by listening to this podcast today. We are all here to be better humans and to be kind. But remember, empower people, empower others to be the change that they want to see in the world and in their lives. So let's fucking do it.